With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to Roosters on Olentangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live. We are in the Letterman Lounge, which has been updated with some updated. new Updated. Yes. It's pretty there, in here now. There used to be a picture of Craig Krenzel oh, up here. But I, we're working on that, Craig. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to let it slide, but But now we've got this guy with the elbow pad. Well, when you come once a month, you know, you don't really get a picture up here. I come when invited. I don't really <laughs> uh, You're say. always invited. That's Justin Zwick, who's right behind me here. Bobby Carpenter, who's now up there. Craig Krenzel back in Nicole Cox from Roosters hosting us. Come on in. Bring the food. Yeah, bring it. Oh, there Let's we get go. it. Let's get it rolling. We're getting ready. Uh, Thanks, Jenny. Oh, there they are. That is this week's uh, oh, do not appetizer put ranch Tuesday. Ooh, those do look really for good. For $2. Cheesy uh, bacon wedges. They are fantastic. Mm. Um, we're going to... We're going to definitely tear into those. Yeah. We're also going to get into the spring forecast. Last week we talked about the offense at Letterman Rose. We, we're going to dive into that now that the Buckeyes have a spring practice confirmed. It will start on March 19th. We're going to get into all that and then talk a lot about the quarterbacks. Jay-Z dropped a pretty uh, nice hint last week about what it's like to compete for that job and the uh, experiences that those two guys down there have had when you're battling with your brother, maybe f- mixing it up <laughs> from time to time. We'll get into that in the second part of the show. But we need to understand like why there's an elbow pad here, why Bobby has such a huge face mask. Like these are these are definitely old school pictures now. Well they oh, are they're definitely uh-huh. old school pictures. <laughs> I mean, that's back when people ran the ball like forty times. We played <laughs> Iowa, we played Wisconsin, we played Michigan, we played Penn play Penn State. Like Purdue and Northwestern were spread teams. Everyone else like, hey, mm-hmm. we're just gonna line up and run the football. Oh, yeah. So you wore a bigger face mask. I may or may not have got my eye socket shattered after my freshman season. So they told me like if you su- sustain a substantial eye blow, either due to a gouge or something happening, you may lose vision in your right eye. So that's a bad deal. So yeah, we're going to give, give you this visor and we're going to give you this big face mask cage uh, to protect your face. But here's the good news: like you, you can look at pictures or you can watch games on TV, oh. and there and and like generationally, there's changes. So we still ran the ball back then, right, Bob? But you don't have a neck roll. No. There's no neck roll. Your pads are a little bit well, smaller. Well, the ne- only one yeah, neck roll per linebacker room. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, legs. Yeah, your pads are still smaller than, you know, than like Spiel's wore. And, oh, yeah. and you know, you, you definitely look far more athletic than, than those guys did. But not as athletic as they look now. No. I, I, that, that guy looks pretty athletic. That's all I'm saying. What is this? It's Big Ben. And, you know, when you throw the ball so much, there, there's no pad on that. There is just a uh, just a cool sleeve. It's just a sleeve. It helped with my elbow from throwing so much. You had a lot of tenderness in there. Yeah, there you might really be aired it out. I just, I just well, want to go on record. That was from high school, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> that that stayed with me. It was just one of those things you get used to wearing something, gotcha. and you just keep doing it. Look good, play good. Well, you know, it was kind of that. I'll thing. just go on record. I I never had that problem of having to throw the ball too much, so I didn't well, need the elbow. Sleeve. Unfortunately, neither did I. 
<laughs> at Ohio State. <laughs> that, that was a different a of, era. That, the post-Trestle yeah. era. The but you could have seen maybe uh, Craig with a neck roll, though, how much he used to run the ball. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. He was the leading rusher. The original dual threat right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's where it all started. For that. Everything yeah. changed. It was Krenzo, and then Pryor came in. Uh, or, yeah, you're, Troy you're, took over. You're the welcome, evolution. Braxton. Yeah. There's, no, there's no Braxton Miller without him. There's no JT Barrett. There's no quarterback power here if you don't have Craig Krenzo. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk a lot about those quarterbacks later on, but uh, with Nicole in here, you know, and the fact that we can talk about football with it being about uh, 10 days away till practice starts, we're going to be back into the Buckeye leaves that we do uh, every week on Letterman Live. Guys that are going to shine in spring, Nicole, <clears throat> you've been quiet so far. I know you're just sitting on some information. Who needs to emerge? Who are you looking at as we head into uh, spring camp next week? Well, I know I sound like a broken record when it comes to this, but having Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson back, I mean, they were rated number one and number two for returning wide receivers. That's so pretty good. That's amazing. <laughs> so it's just to have the number one and number two is just phenomenal. So I'm definitely going to give those guys my Buckeye leaves. And I was so impressed with just their entire, what they did last year. They were phenomenal. They were almost breaking records. They, yep. they were stars. We're going to do the defense next week, guys, just so I can oh. make that clear. So <laughs> okay, good. Bobby's going to have to work a little hard. But, mm -hmm. um, I think that's a crazy stat that you were bringing up, Nicole, with Pro Football Focus had them number one and number two in the country. Not that – so a lot of times you just see, well, who's got the best receiving tandem coming back? Ohio State's obviously going to have that. That's individual, number one and number two. I mean, I can't even think of uh, any parallel for that. That's such a crazy, crazy stat. Brian Hartline's got that room really rolling right now. Craig, who you got? Who's, who do you need to shine this spring? Uh, a quarterback. Is that too easy of an answer? Um, you know, no, I, I think because of, um, you know, what we're, what we're going to be having to do in replacing a quarterback, um, I don't want to steal Nicole's thunder, but I'm going to go with just Chris Olave, right? Just because, you know, he has been, I think, a little more dependable. I think a little more consistent. Um you know, Garrett Wilson's always been a little flashier, obviously a little, you know, faster, athletic, and make the dazzling plays kind of guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but but Chris Olave and that stability that he's going to have to bring to that offense to work in a new quarterback, um, I think it's paramount. I think it's paramount that it starts that they start to feel that comfort level, um, you know, being able to depend on him this spring. Jay Z. What's the uh, Buckeye Leaf for? Just somebody we're expecting to have a, have a good spring. Or needs to have one. Or needs either, to have either, one. Either way you want to take it. Well, I'm expecting uh, Mayan Williams to be yeah. a name that comes out of spring as somebody who maybe takes that step as we're looking who's going to be the guy. I mean, it was started off last year. Master was the guy. And then towards the end of the season, we saw uh, your boy kind of take over. And he is now gone. So there's kind of that, hmm, what's going to happen here? Master's probably saying, this is my, you know, this is my rock. But uh you know, I remember watching mine play in, in high school and just thinking, man, this kid, he's not the biggest guy, not the fastest guy, but he's just hard to tackle. He's hard to bring down. And uh, we saw a ball, man. Yeah, we saw it a little bit towards the end of last year. You know, he got some carries and, you know, looked pretty good. And uh, I expect him to have a big spring. Yeah, he definitely would have played in that title game, too, if not mm -hmm. for COVID issues. Mm -hmm. That's That running back battle, I think, is one of the most interesting on the entire team. Yeah, I think we will have a five-star coming in that will be there, right, too. Travion Henderson, Evan Pryor coming in. They're both on campus. You've got Mayan Williams, Marcus Crowley. Now he got, after 14 months off with the knee injury, he'll be back out mm -hmm. there. He played in the title game. Tells you a lot if you haven't played a game in yeah. over a year that the coaching staff puts you out there. Or you just don't have anybody else. That's or, yeah. Also part of it. I mean, <laughs> or mine was in Columbus I mean, because he yeah, had COVID. Mine Williams <laughs> would have been first. I yeah. mean, you know, we know that. And then, you know, we have Master Teague, and Nicole's talked about him 
a lot in the way he's tough to bring down at the goal line. So mm -hmm. he's been in the program a long time. It's a big spring for him too because yeah. he's got some new competition coming for him, and that competition breeds breeds excellence. Yes, and, he, and he's got to be hungry after the way kind of the, the season ended. You'd feel right. I mean, you know, you you were the guy, and then Sermon comes in and kind of takes over that spot from you. So he, he's probably feeling pretty. Uh, pretty hungry coming into the spring and you know wants to submit himself as the starter but you know we'll see it's a heck of a room they have there that's for sure <laughs> they really do and then one of the positions that i'm going to look at uh a little bit different and it, it was pretty unique if you look at what ohio state did last year with you know luke Fe uh farrell and uh jeremy ruckert they used a lot of two tight end mm -hmm. stuff and that really helped them against clemson you know I, I, they utilized a little bit against bama not obviously near as effective but nobody runs two tight end stuff anymore. No. So if you have two guys that are athletic, that are flexible, um, that, that to can, me that can give you a good the, block if can, needed that's to. What I'm yeah. saying that they can actually block, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then you can split out. Rutgers athletic enough, you can put him outside. Yeah. You know, you can move him around, and he's a tough matchup. And so Cade Stover, the emergence of him flipping over from linebacker mm -hmm. to tight end. You know, they talked about his leadership. The guy's a grinder in the yep. weight room, grinder on and off the field. Yep. And so that's that's always key to make sure that your guys are invested. And so it'll be a big spring for him. First time really getting into this, having yeah. an opportunity to get in there in some of those 12 personnel, one back, two tight end sets, and to give Ohio State this flexibility because Ryan Day has shown that like, I'm just not going to talk about using the tight end. I'll actually yeah. throw it to him. I'll get a couple of them <laughs> We're just not going to recruit really good ones. We're yeah. going to actually use them when, you know, when they get here. They had three touchdowns against Clemson. I mean, they're going to the dial mm -hmm. some stuff yeah. up for him. And so that's, that's exciting. But to have, those, to have that opportunity, you have to have yeah. those guys that you can play and you have to trust them. Nicole, who did I say I was going to pick? Uh, you were going to pick Kate Stover. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yep. Just Bob jump it in. Steal. I should have hey. just gone for it. Because I think that the Luke Farrell loss is a much bigger deal than it might be getting credit for. You talked about the use of the 12 personnel and two tight end sets. I, I think the last time I, I saw this number, it was before the title game, it was close to 35% of the snaps mm. they were using it. Like a lot more often than you'd think, just because they don't catch the football a lot. They're mm. so important uh, to the rushing attack. And Luke Farrell, you know, you're not going to find a tight end who can do much better than that uh, with what he gave there. He no one it. wants a loose end. You want a tight end. That's absolutely That's right. correct. You don't want to cut, <laughs> off, cut that like string. That's, I mean, then you're down to 10 guys. So I think that Cade Stover, that's a good one. The other guys that are going to be there, Joe Royer, he's got one year in the program, but not didn't get many opportunities to – didn't have a spring, didn't have any uh, – I can't remember him being on the field really last year. Sam Hart, an early enrollee, so that tight end position – you know what you have in Jeremy Ruckert, right, Nicole? That I mean, this guy could be one of the best in the country. Yes, I mean he he will. He's the number one re returning tight end in the country, which is amazing. Yeah, and you got to have throw him the football, right? Stoney's not here to beg for it, but <laughs> <laughs> you guys know that a tight end can be a quarterback's best friend and your worst enemy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I had to. I had to. Because I love the tight ends. <laughs> they were my friends back in the day when I played. No doubt about it. Whoops. Oh, no salt in that wound right there. <laughs> Boy. How important is this spring, guys? Don't get away from Jay-Z. He came in feisty today. <laughs> Last year at this time, I was talking about how much I was looking forward to it and I was ready for football. And you know, I don't know if players get as excited for those 15 workouts as, as maybe I do just because I'm ready to get some information, see mm -hmm. them play. But then you take you take it away from them last year, and you only get the three three workouts one week, and then you pull the plug. I felt like that was a much bigger deal. So how critical well, is this camp? I think it's a very critical because if you look outside of just losing the spring, like a lot of development's done during camp, and even some of the guys they're getting younger guys are getting better during the season. Mm -hmm. They didn't have that opportunity last mm -hmm. year. It was disjointed. 
contract contract contact tracing yeah. and your guy missed a couple weeks i mean they're just plugging plugging and playing so you mm-hmm. got coaches just figuring out how can we get these guys on the field you didn't have everybody together yeah. right there's different groupings oh yeah different groupings trying to so you had no team camaraderie you know you're not really feeling you know that same unity that you used to have and then also the skill development takes a back seat for young guys when you're just trying to win every game like and having enough guys eligible to be able to play in the games not academically but Covidly, if COVID, you will, yeah. Yeah. making sure that they can be out there, like taking the young young guys and saying, "Hey, we need to work on this technique." You did it like this in high school, yeah. just because you were better than everybody. Mm-hmm. Now we need to tighten this up a little bit, and that stuff just you, you try to do it, and coaches want to do it, but ultimately it's like, okay, I got to focus on the older guys and just yeah. make sure that they're ready to go, and we know what to do each and every game. So the skill development this year is going to be critically important <laughs> during spring to catch some of those young guys up who didn't have. Even if they were older, you didn't have the spring, you didn't really have the summer seven on sevens yeah. to work on stuff. And then camp was like, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Not going to have a season. Yeah. And then, oh, no, hey, we are going to play. And so a lot of the yeah. time when you would normally be doing skill work, it's like, hey, we got to make sure our guys, we're, we're, we're not working them too much. We're getting them ready. We don't want to burn them out because normally you have your normal tapering process where you kind of yeah. ease them in. I mean, this was gas break, gas break, gas break. I mean, it was it was a disaster for Mickey Marotti and trying to get these guys ready. And so everything else got shortchanged. Yeah, I mean, I, when you when you look at spring ball, it's kind of one of those things. It's it's there's like two different versions of spring ball, right? There's there's the spring ball where you're you're a freshman, you're a sophomore, or maybe a, a junior, you know, in your third year or something, and you got to go compete. And then there's the spring ball where you're just taking you're on the field, Chris Olave and Garrett guys. Wilson. Yeah, those guys, <laughs> yeah. they're not doing anything this spring. But you know, everything that Bob just talked about, you know, you threw it out there earlier. When you're at a place like Ohio State or Clemson or Alabama, top programs in the country, it is all about competition. And some of these young guys have not been given a chance to really show what they can do and go out there and compete because of everything Bob just referenced. So, you know, I think this spring more than more than any other spring is going to be very critical to see, you know, some of these young guys that didn't see the field or didn't see the field too much, yeah. what are they capable of? Let's let them go. Let's give them time, give them reps. It looks like we're going to have a full schedule as of right now. Knock wood, cross fingers, yeah. whatever. Um, but, but get those guys a chance to be seen. Yeah, which is what coming last year, you talked about how you were excited, you know, because we had all those freshman receivers coming in, right? And yeah. it's like, how are they going to gel with Justin Fields, this guy who's coming back? The first time Ryan Day's had a quarterback two years in a row. And then flip it to now, that didn't happen. No. Now he got t- three. Because the, the third quarterback's here, right? Yes. Yeah, McCord. Yeah, so you got three young quarterbacks, and you still have all these young receivers. So, I mean, this is this is probably a bigger year than last year, just because the quarterback position. You know, you had a guy who knew who knew the system, knew what he wanted, and you had him there, so he was able to kind of weather that storm of being on, being off, you know, type of thing. With three young QBs having to <laughs> trying, you know, having yeah. to decide or having to let these guys get these fifteen practices is going to be huge, and then seeing who emerges that can kind of gel with these you know wide outs and these young kids um is going to be big so th- th- it's a big spring practice for these guys and I mean, i'm excited to watch these quarterbacks play and so to kind of dovetail off that you mentioned last year you had an established quarterback and mm-hmm. established receivers essentially returning this year you have established receivers returning yeah. but you have a new quarterback so a lot of times you'll, you'll dial down their reps but you still want to make sure that those guys are getting reps to develop that cohesion and the understanding. Yeah, it can't just all like, be young guys and yeah. young guys. You got to. You're going to have to have the vets in there because they need to be on the same page. So it's going to be trying to balance, mm-hmm. get the young guys reps, and make sure that the older guys, like you, know the guy that's throwing you the ball. Which 
it's going to be really interesting because when you're doing you know the three-way Gosh, quarterback battle, it's, it's not easy. It's tough to get reps in there. That's going to be a tough balancing act. And you talked about those receivers, and we only saw a glimpse of them last year because of you know just the way things worked out. Nicole, I know that you've got uh, a couple more of those guys circled that Ooh. you're looking for big things that you didn't even squeeze into your bucket. You could have been like Schlegs and just taken <laughs> the whole hey, team. I, you, I went, went position that, by guys. position. <laughs> you know I'm all about just giving yeah. the Buckeye Leafs to everyone because I, I give A's for effort. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's how I, I do. Like it. But um, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba and mm. um, Julian Fleming are going to also be people we need to be watching just because, you know, they didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but when they did, um, Fleming, Fleming stepped up in, you know, the huge action-packed game of the Big Ten title game. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I feel like we need to keep an eye on them and hopefully get to see more of them playing this How year as well. That touchdown for Jackson. Yeah, yes. that was I mean, top ten. That was one of the top ten plays, catches of the year. Yeah, the body down. control and the precision of his <laughs> But I feel like that game she's unreal. talking about with Fleming, I feel like they – Forced him the ball quite a bit there in the in the beginning of that game. If I'm thinking of the right game, yeah, so I mean that play. shows you something that hey, this kid's been here for a year. We trust him. Let's try and get the ball in his hands. And arguably wound up doing it too much because mm-hmm. Trey Sermon could have ran for yeah. a thousand yards in that game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. But that's uh, that's neither here. He nor still there. did okay. Yeah, yeah it still worked out okay yeah. for the Buckeyes. Um, Nicole, uh, the governor said we've been on good behavior, so the curfew uh, no longer exists. So how does yes. that impact roosters? It's amazing. <laughs> it's been great. And, you know, I think um, we're, you know, getting used to wearing the masks. And I still, I we're so thankful to all of our staff who do wear them all day long. But it's been, yeah, we're just excited for things to go back to normal. Big Ten tournament starting this week for the Buckeyes. NCAA tournament coming. Yes. And you can stay here. Oh. Longer, yes. and we need to yes. stop yes. talking about oh. basketball because they've lost every week yeah. we've talked about. Yes. It. <laughs> it's because Jay Z was watching. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry, I watched yesterday too. Dang it. Six, <laughs> 60 degrees this week in Columbus. We yes. have the patios here, yes. too. Mm. So yes. get outside, explore the space. That's mm-hmm. right. So, basketball coming if you want to watch that. Starting, you know, I don't know if the NCAA tournament would be completely normal, but got games going on all day, be all week long, week. right? Big 10 tournament. Appetizer Tuesday. Appetizer Tuesday. Dine-in only, but yes, yes. Appetizer dine in Tuesday. Only. <laughs> Jay-Z reminded Bill, me. Bill Zwick found that out the hard way. If you're watching, I got you the answer. Um, but load up. Maybe maybe we can work on that. We know some people at Rooster. <laughs> give you some special discounts or some coupon codes uh, for the Zwick family. All right. Anything else, Nicole, what, before we let you get out of here? Thank you guys for having me, and right. thank you for being here. All right. We're going to take a quick break right here at Roosters. We'll be right back. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Roosters for a fun, casual conversation at a fun, casual joint. Digging into these cheesy potato, mm-hmm. cheesy bacon wedges. Uh, fantastic, as always. And we're going to talk about quarterbacks and quarterback battles. We touched on it. We're trying not to dive too far into it because I wanted this segment, to, you guys, to dive into it. And we're probably going to be talking about these three guys for the next uh, six, seven months, two, oh two three yeah. years. I don't, I don't know. It's going to be... A while you've got C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller. They did not get the freshman year that they envisioned. Mm-hmm. They got a taste of of experience. They got to spend some time in the program and learn with Corey Dennis and Kevin Wilson and Ryan Day. Didn't get to throw a pass last season. I know that's a stat that's out there a lot about the inexperience for this team. And now you have Kyle McCord, 
the five-star early enrollee out there to compete. You two down there have been through it, and Bobby, you've watched a lot of these things transpire and been in the locker room. What will this be like for Ohio State in the spring? It'll be a fierce competition. I mean, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, that it's it's. I think it's probably the number one thing that I love about competitive athletics in general, um, but especially when you look at college football and the dynamics of a locker room. And I mean, you got you got guys that are you know figuratively trying to rip each other's throats out right. for that one spot on the field or one of two or three spots on the field, depending on your position. Um, you know, so deep down, I mean, these guys are going to be battling. Uh, but what's awesome about it is they're going to be fighting for not only for their own career, but also for the, what's best for the program. And, uh, you know, I think when you look at this, this group, I mean, obviously there's a ton of talent. I mean, it's, it's Ohio State, yeah. right? I mean, there's, there's three talented dudes there. And what I'm most excited about is watching Ryan Day coach these guys mm-hmm. you know seeing actually seeing their development what do they look like this spring we didn't get a chance to really see yeah. anything last year and that's that's not uncommon going into a season anyway you know for freshmen but you know when we get a chance to see these guys and, and you know coach day gets a chance to watch these guys and break down film and actually get to spend time coaching them as bob mentioned earlier not just prepping for games and getting justin fields ready to go win a national title mm-hmm. You know, but now the focus is on quarterback development, right? Player development, taking their skill set, you know, really bringing it into your offense and what you're trying to teach them. I mean, I think the biggest thing that we have going for us is is not the talent at the position, but I think the coaches that are going to be able to to develop these guys. Yeah, it's just I'm really looking forward to seeing how he handles it. Uh, I think you know the hardest part, and you know, we've seen this with you know you see it all the time with high school kids, but you get two or three guys who haven't played that you know at that level and how do you handle it during practice because you know as bob mentioned earlier it's tough to just get those reps and you want to be with the number one team you want to be with your number one you know receivers and you want to say all right well i can make that throw as well when i'm with those guys so how do you rotate three to get them a feeling where it's like they come off the practice field like man i got better today instead of gosh you know i was third string with you know walk on up front you know blah blah whatever it may be uh, so it's just it's I think it's really hard to get that confidence to build day to day it's all depending on how, how they rotate that and how, how they work it and the other interesting part to the dynamic is when you have three guys that are that young that are that close in age in yeah. today's era of college football as a coach how do you tight walk that line of getting them the reps keeping them happy keeping them competing as you begin to pick your guy mm-hmm. and then your second guy, right? And then eventually there's going to be a guy who's third yep. sitting, and these guys are basically the same age as me in today's you know era of, oh, of yeah. basically free agency in college football. <laughs> you know, we, can, we, we obviously know one or two of those guys will not be a Buckeye two well, years from now. Especially because the number one recruit in the country is also committed at quarterback for next cycle. Yeah. So that's that's a reality. <laughs> that's like, you'd love to keep them all, but that's, I mean, we're just got to be honest, that's not going to happen. With a football in the middle, there's some leeway in the one, two, three way. So <laughs> you right. need to make sure that mm. you understand that when it looks at it. But it's interesting because they talk about these different situations. And it's funny, like def- the defensive perspective of this, like as you're going against guys, because a lot of times they want to do competitive environment, competitive situations. You know, some twos on ones and ones on twos. But a lot of times, hey, it's good versus good. Ones Mm -hmm. on ones. And so, hey, we're working on third downs today. Your first third down period, you know, it's five plays, you know, of each group or whatever it might be. Or it's five, four, and three plays of each group. 
we're doing third mediums, you know, five to seven, five to eight. Then we got third and long. So, you know, hey, Justin, you're up in you know third medium the first time. Then, you know, defensively you get a rhythm and a feel for what that guy does. And then the next time it's like, all right, well, this guy's in. And then so you just spin them through and you're trying to make sure you can get everybody the same situations. But defensively, you're trying to figure out, okay, who is this guy? What does he do well? Who's in there with him? And you kind of can see that, but like different guys are going to be better in different situations. It's it's really interesting to see. And so that's what's really tough for coaches to like extrapolate. Well, he he won in this, this, and this. This guy won in this, this, and this. And, you know, he was good here and here. And, you know, some of the completions or incompletions, those a function of maybe just a coverage that was yeah. called perfectly mm-hmm. against that. Maybe a guy ran a wrong route. Maybe a tackle blew a block. Like, mm-hmm. There's so many different things that can happen there. It's really hard to be like, well, he went out there with four or five and had you know four first downs. And mm-hmm. by the way, you know his guys did everything they should and he had one touchdown as opposed to one of five, one first down. Maybe he had to scramble for something. It's just, it's really or hard. Or maybe to, the third quarterback's overdoing inside drill, yeah. just handing the ball off, doing nothing while these guys are doing one-on-ones or yes. seven-on-seven, you know? So you have to split those things up and you need a quarterback at, you know, in certain, uh, you know, periods. But, uh, you know, I remember just, all right, you, you always hated drawing that short straw. All right, you got inside today. <laughs> hey, oh, no, damn it. You know, I don't want to go do, you know, I don't want to go do inside. This sucks. You know, because you're not even making audibles. It's, all right, we're calling it and we're handing the ball off. You carry out you're fake. Yeah, at least these days in inside, you know. Well, you're still taking it. Yeah, you're, you're not getting your foot stepped on. A little bit. You're not just there <laughs> handing the ball off. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. But I'm, you know, those, so those are the things. And then, you know, how does that kid feel? Man, you know, this is the third time this week I had to do inside. Right. You know, I'm, you know, how, how does all that work? And it's, 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 well, easier said than done when you come up with well, a plan because, you know, you still got the kids you have to deal with. The area is gray in a one, two, three way. It battle, is Bob, very so that, gray. And you have to, like, I, you, we've heard this before, like, when Ryan Day was having Justin Fields compete, like, well, you're going to play with the ones today and then the next day the two. Like, there's no other way to – if you're going to make it even for everybody, you have to mm-hmm. manage that. And this is the biggest decision – like, Justin Fields was always going to be his starter two years ago. As the head coach, yeah. this is the biggest decision he's made. Well, and you look at, you know, Urban, when he made the decision, you know, with uh, Dwayne over uh, Joe. Mm-hmm. And, like, okay, it looks like a great decision. Dwayne's a first-round draft pick. Well, Joe ultimately wins a national championship, becomes number one overall pick. Like, and, one of the best I, seasons as a quarterback so, in college football. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, sometimes you can't make a wrong decision. It's just going to be, like, what's kind of mm-hmm. right based upon the situation yep. here. I think these guys are all really talented. It, it'll sting you if, like, you go with player A – or player B, and then like you see the other guys transfer right, yeah. and have great careers as mm-hmm. well. And it's like, is it a little better? Would they have been better yeah. here? Is it situation? Is it timing? It's really tough to kind of manage that. And with Justin's point, you may go from you know when you're when you're going through this battle, like okay, you have inside today, and then all of a sudden you have to j- jump into a third and eight. And like third and eight period, well, I haven't really thrown yeah. a ball in the last 15 <laughs> yeah, minutes. I the ball off for 12 yeah. minutes straight. The, the last guy, you know, the other two guys were throwing one-on-ones, mm-hmm. and then one of them goes and does something else. Well, uh, it's hard for me yeah. to have that You're putting rhythm. that on film, and that's yeah. one of your reps for the day. Like, ah, yeah. oh, shoot, you know, I just came from here. Why'd that go in the dirt? Well, I, Coach, yeah. I, I hadn't thrown through three <laughs> balls in the last 30 yeah. seconds, yeah. and that was my warm-up. Since individual, I haven't yeah. thrown a ball yet, you know. <laughs> so it makes it tough. The, the managing the guys in the room part. Uh, you know, we've heard in the last 10 years how close most of these guys have become. Uh, you know, Cardale and, and JT and Braxton all being great friends and Dwayne and Joe, even when that battle went that way, that they stayed friends, stayed in communication. Didn't sound like it was always that way for you, Jay-Z. So I, I wonder, <laughs> you know, like no. just what, it, you know, what it's like to be in that situation because this position is so important. 
you've talked about the leadership that you feel as a quarterback. There's there's healthy ego involved in that and competitiveness. I just think that that's it's not always going to be easy. No, it's not. And you know, I'll even say when I because we we went and did the Friday night lights a few times when they started that back in the day when Urban got here. You know, they had the kids come in, lights were on, and they had some you know older players come down and kind of put them through drills and stuff. And I'll never forget just being like, man, these guys seem like they're best friends. <laughs> like, yeah. Troy and I could have been there, and we wouldn't have said a word to each other except for what we had to. Yeah. And now I'll say this. Troy and I, if we see each other today, we're, we're 100% fine. We are friends. Um, but that competition just brings it out of you, you know, and, and we both wanted that job. We knew there was one, one position to be had. These guys had all just left. It was going to be our team. And, you know, we butted heads, and we fought hard for it. And, you know, at that point, you let chips fall where they do, and, and they did. But uh, it, we never really had that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, it just wasn't there. And it it's strange. It was strange to me, I guess, the first time I really saw it when I was around Urban and, you know, the players like, man, this is kind of crazy to me. But, uh, you know, that's just those guys buying into the, you know, the culture, the tradition of, of what Urban wants his program to be like at that time. And I don't want to say it wasn't there because we had great coaches. We had, you know, Joe Daniels is one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Yep. Uh, he was our quarterback coach. But, you know, they, I don't know. What else is interesting about this, and I don't know if you guys even fully understand it, subconsciously you probably did, um, but also quarterbacks will have different rapport with different receivers. Mm -hmm. It's based upon your skill set. You may throw certain route route tree, parts of the route tree better. Certain receivers run parts of the route tree better Mm -hmm. than others. So you may be starting to get associated with receiver A, one guy's a little more with B, and like those guys feel that. You get a sense for that when they're on the field, and so – like some of the receivers then in you know tight ends whatever it might be offensive players like well this guy playing will be better for me yeah. than the other player and so you have to it's there's a lot oh, of yeah. balancing that oh, goes there, on there. I mean, I, and I felt it I don't know I mean Bob you probably saw it from outside but you know at times it almost felt like they were you want to say the locker room was split but yeah. you definitely had you know my guys you know felt one way and his guys you know and you could kind of sense that in a way um you know I don't know if the whole team felt it but I guess probably sitting there saying, all right, well, I got to throw to him too, you know, but he's over here acting like this or that. Uh, So, I mean, there's a lot that goes into a competition when the locker room is there because everybody's going to have different friends and different parts of the team that they get along with better. Um, And it just, it was just, it was a tough competition. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do? We're not even getting into Craig's competition with Scotty. Well, yeah, Max. Scotty, Scotty. Scotty. I, yeah, Scotty I had a front seat. For, I'm sure this was. I had a front seat for that watching that well, thing so, battle out. So it the interesting thing about that, you know, but but talking about the present situation, I mean, it's it's a tall order, I think, for for Ryan Day, especially given the magnitude of the quarterback position and how important it is on the field. And when the quarterback makes mistakes, they're glaring. Yeah. You choose the wrong guy. You choose a guy that doesn't play well. I mean, it's it's going to be visible. Extra, I mean, game one, series oh, yeah. one, right? The, the the first half of the first game, right? Um, you know, so to, I think it's important for for Ryan Day and that offensive staff to to set expectations, to let those guys know what these rotations are going to be like, what they're looking for, um, and then when you talk about, you know, Justin, when you talk about the individual guys battling and what those relationships are like, um, you know, that's personalities. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. he he talked about him and Troy and how there was that that battle, the, the the physical competition, and then the team kind of 
you know, these guys thinking Troy, these guys thinking Jay-Z, uh, you know, and, and that, that happens often as well. Um, you know, but like, but then, you know, Bob just talks about right up Scotty, Scotty McMullen and yeah. myself. I mean, I don't know that I've ever met a, a more carefree, fun-loving <laughs> yeah. dude in the entire world than, you know, Granville's finest, Scotty McMullen. And, you know, he went out there, he worked hard, he battled, he, you know, physically, but, you know, when the chips fell, where the chips fell, I was just like, yeah, hey, whatever, man. You know, and that and that's a testament to Scotty. One love, baby. And just yeah, but, but his ability to to just go along and oh, no doubt. keep working and keep doing what his his responsibility and role was going to be on the on the team and and um, you know you you really get a lot of that out of the way when you're recruiting. What kind of kid is this? He talked to coaches. What was he like when he battled as a sophomore? When you, or or as a freshman or whatever year that was, yeah. um, tell me about when when the chips were down. Tell me about that three loss stretch in in his senior year. What was his mentality like? What was his attitude like? What was he doing with his teammates? You know, you try to get all that information because at the end of the day, you want guys that are going to fight like hell right. to make themselves uh, the best player they can be, and in turn, it's going to make everybody else around them better mm-hmm. having to compete. But you also want them to understand that you might not play. You might not be the winner, and then what's your attitude going to be like then yep. if somebody else has chosen or decided that they're better than you? Outside of the – I mean, Scotty McMullen had the perfect temperament for a backup quarterback. Yeah, 100%. I mean, he's the guy that you want coming in there to come in in relief. Very skilled, very yeah. talented. You don't want to weigh him down with a lot of things <laughs> on his mind. Just, hey, get in there and let him sling it. You know what? Because you get some guys that are hesitant and worried about making a mistake. Not my man, Scotty Mack. He, like Craig said, he was carefree. Hey, no one's expecting me to do anything in here anyway. (laughs) Let's see what we can make happen. And this is a good thing with Justin Troy. Neither one of those guys had the temperament to really be a good backup quarterback. That's not a negative thing. It's just just they were both very competitive people. And you saw that manifest itself with Troy a little bit in the NFL where – you accept it and you do your job and like and you help everybody and you're supportive of it. Mm-hmm. But like Scott was he competed, but he was never gonna get bogged down with no. like the minutiae <laughs> of anything else that was going on. Like because if you're most of the time for the backup, you're waiting yeah. for that opportunity. Like Scott was like ready, but I don't know if he was actually <laughs> waiting. Yeah, there's a yeah. difference like when, when when you're that guy yeah. and you get your chance and you're like, I gotta go do this so I can go win that starting mm-hmm. job. Yeah. You know. I just don't know that that urgency was there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. There cer- certainly will be personalities. For these three. I mean, oh, you come yeah. in with these recruiting credentials and you know that the opportunity is there. Somebody has to be the quarterback for the Buckeyes. Uh, that's a big deal, of course, as you guys know. Those two have lived it down there. Bobby's been the quarterback of the defense. I'll just lump it in there. Next week is going to be the spotlight well, for him. But it's easier defense. Like every other position is a little bit different because you can rotate guys. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't yeah. rotate quarterbacks. Right. And so it's like, okay. You can, but it's yeah, terrible. Try. It's, yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> that is the number one it. thing if, if Ryan don't. Day is listening. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. One, yeah. one. one guy. Because <laughs> you're not going to keep everybody happy by no. doing no, it. Like, no. Well, and, it's, and it's not fair to the other 10 guys on the field either. Because everything that these guys have talked about, the rhythm, the different routes that they might throw well, this guy likes to be in the pocket. This guy breaks the pocket sooner. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I think one of the worst things you can do to an offensive line yeah. is play two different quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that we, I don't think that's going to happen for the Buckeyes, but we'll see. They're going to have those uh, three out on the field in what eleven days. Uh, getting going in spring ball. Can't wait to talk we, about that. Will you guys be able to go to uh, practices? Well, is that up gonna, in the air every, right now? Every time that I uh, have an opportunity in a platform, I just bring it up that they made some concessions last year during that revamped training camp to have 
some in the horseshoe so that we could be there. I'm not sure. It wasn't solely for us, but like, we oh, come on, Austin. It was yeah. for you. Come <laughs> on now. I mean, I asked if it would happen, but, and sometimes that works, but we can't go in the Woody still. We're not uh, tier right. one personnel. Well, but if you get in that presidential Big Ten portal that I've been hearing so much about, <laughs> yeah. where all of that communication happens. Oh, they might be in there. Yeah. yeah. You might be able, yeah. Secret communication. I, I know you wanted to talk more about that, Bob. We'll just. We'll save that for the off season. You can for get back a rainy day. It is the off season. What are we talking about? <laughs> today we <laughs> got spring ball. We got yeah, spring ball coming up. Spring ball. Hold up. Here's all I need to. Here's all you need. <laughs> all to right, know. do it. Is that we have professor or not professor? We have presidents, presidents, chancellors. Of chancellors of universities of some of the biggest and most prestigious state institutions in the country. Yep. Who are talking? Who are sending emails to each other, talking about the Freedom of Information Act and about if they delete it. Can you delete it from emails and how this Jeez. works? And I'm sitting here thinking, this is the best. This is the best that we have. Right? The, the brightest best. The best mind. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> I understand you're a little older, but it's not like the e- email was invented yesterday. If this would have been 2005, if you're ask that question. At least pick up the phone. phone. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't put it in an email. Do it in person at your chancellor <laughs> meeting <So>. or <laughs> make the call. Like, yeah. Hey, that's a great question. Like responding, <laughs> I mean, dialogue. It's like that was, one. It's like that one school board that I read an article where they were literally just bad. Mouthing every single parent. No, the parents the, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> on a Zoom school board meeting where these parents are watching. Yes, it's like come Weird. on, man. You have access to that. Huh. Yeah, accountability. It's wild, isn't it? <laughs> Just when you thought, like after all that last summer, Bob, like, couldn't get any crazier. Asking for accountability, and they're like actively trying to avoid it. Well, the best they say it's under. The, well, first of all, the fact that there was no other ability to communicate, and one of the one of the uh, like I don't, not SIDs or whatever the. Yeah. PIDs, the presidential information <laughs> director, whatever. They're like, well, it was tough just to communicate simply in a reply all email. Like, you're telling me the best form of communication is an email chain where they're replying all. Reply all. And, like everybody has. Like, <laughs> it's called burner phone. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure we all <laughs> two words. all figured out how to use Zoom and FaceTime oh. uh, last year to the you know. But people are frustrated because this is what I'm curious about. Football was going to happen, revised schedule, then went away. And then came back. And there was really no reason for any of those three things that happened. Now, you're ultimately happy with the outcome. But like, I ultimately like to see the process that we got yeah, to these laughable. to ensure that, that it doesn't happen mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Like, Hold them accountable for what, uh, you know, how, how it went down. Just, I mean, not that this anything like this hopefully will never happen again. But there will be other situations, and, and not like this, hopefully, but just in the future where there's going to have to be some degree of mm-hmm. like, decision-making, and you don't get paid a million dollars to be like, hey, we added a new major and a new minor <laughs> to this program. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. Clap it up. You get paid to make either-or yeah. decisions where costs, benefits. If we do this, this will happen. If yeah. we do this, this is going to happen. There may not be a good. It might be picking the least bad. Yep. And that's why you get paid the big, the big dollars. Bucks, that's right. Like, not to sit out there uh, – I could go call plays against Ball State in the third quarter, and we're, we're going to probably still score 28 points in the second half. You get paid for the third down in the third quarter in, in the national Michigan championship game, yeah. Michigan game. Like, hey, they've been blitzing, they've been doing it. Like, you have no idea what's going on. Like, that's what you get paid to do, the critical moments, not to sit out there and go cut a ribbon and smash champagne. <laughs> build Chris, a new building. Yeah, build yeah. The, Chris and the, the flying wasp and get that done. I mean, that's not what we're talking about. 
Well, we said in real time that they weren't exactly inspiring confidence with their leadership, and now we're finding out that it's even worse than yeah, we thought. Yeah, but they're <laughs> which still, we probably could have predicted back well, then. Well, we, anyway. we could have, yeah, but I don't know that we would have thought that this exact scenario would have played out. But you know, uh, truth is stranger than fiction. There's still going to be spring football, so we're going to have a lot more to talk about there. Austin Ward will be there covering it. I. I've All fifteen s- days. I wish. I've I've never been allowed. You gotta to go do buy. That. A, you gotta buy a U-Haul truck and just stand on top of it. Can I get you look over can the we fence? Rent, I'm gonna, we're going to talk to Will. We're going to get a big extension lift. It's cherry picking. We're going to sit out there. Park it outside I just the want fence. you over top of the <laughs> fence, just watching. What I'm going to do is just go work out with you and the Woody, and then just hide in. The Coach, <laughs> I haven't even I haven't even I haven't even broached that subject yet of getting back in there. It's been, it's, been a year for you now. Yeah, and I the Woody I, for that long. And believe me, from 2002 to 2020. I'm positive I'm in the top three. I think I might be number one in total hours logged in that building. There's been a lot of people that have come and gone, but I'm telling well, you, you had, this. You had, you had a 10-year head start on Urban. So. I had a 10-year head start on Urban, so he couldn't catch me. Like, Doug Callahan, I think, is the only guy <laughs> that has been in there longer than me, the head trainer, whatever, sports Gary. performance. <laughs> whatever, yeah. exactly. Bob Sweeney couldn't, man. He's gone. No, he's, he's gone. Out. I, I thought, I thought Doug was gone, too. I, the longest tenured 20 years. Sean Perkins. Doug Callahan, and then probably me. And I'm the only one that's actually working out in the weight room. The other two will tell you <laughs> yeah. difference, but they're not. Doing athletic things in an uh, athletic facility. All that's right, good. so Gene Smith and Ryan Day. Bobby and Austin need to get back in there. We've got some more <laughs> to talk about here on Letterman Live. Jay-Z, Craig Krenzel, Bobby Carpenter, Nicole Cox. I am Austin Ward. This has been Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. We'll be right back here next Monday to talk about the Ohio State defense. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.